I often talk about the concept of anniversary reactions with my clients. This term refers to the yearly anniversary of a traumatic event or loss of some kind, and with it, the return of symptoms of grief. A quick Google search told me that according to psychological literature, an anniversary reaction is defined as an individual's response to unresolved grief resulting from significant losses. So pretty much what I said. Also, Google told me that the anniversary reaction can involve several days or even weeks of anxiety, anger, nightmares, flashbacks, depression, or fear. I have a few of my own anniversary reactions, and with time, I found that while it's not helpful to assume that I'll automatically struggle certain times of year, it is very helpful to be aware that these struggles may come. I make sure that on those days or those months, I give myself a little extra space to feel whatever emotions may come up. Can you relate? Do you experience increased symptoms of depression, anxiety, or anger during the time of year that your abusive relationship ended, or when a specific traumatic event happened, or when a friend or family member died? Today I'm sharing a bit about how I'm processing a current anniversary reaction of my own. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining our identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities one drawing or painting at a time because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. At the time of this recording, it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and it was this time of year, exactly eight years ago, that my abusive relationship ended. While I had been fighting to stay together for some time, it was on this day that I made the hard decision to end it. Now, in years past, I have experienced some very heavy symptoms of grief and even depression around this time of year, anxiety and even panic very big anniversary reactions because while I believe that my decision to end the relationship was ultimately the best choice and I haven't looked back since, as I said, it was a hard choice. It meant giving up on something I had fought hard for. It meant shifting my entire life around. I was actively experiencing emotional abuse and trauma in the relationship and then chose to uproot myself, bringing on even more conflict and abuse during that transition phase. Our bodies remember and hold on to this type of stress. Sometimes we may not even consciously realize that an anniversary date is approaching, but we do notice ourselves feeling more emotional, fatigued, or stressed, or anxious. Subconsciously, we may remember even if consciously we don't. I'm curious, have you had an experience like this where you weren't sure what was going on with you at first and then eventually you realized that anniversary date or traumatic of the traumatic event or loss was approaching? That's happened to me before, but over the years I've learned to be aware of when certain dates are approaching. They don't really sneak up on me like they used to. As I said earlier, I try to be aware um, so that I can be prepared for whatever emotions may come. I don't assume the worst, but I also don't assume I will be totally unfazed by it even eight years later. Now, sometime 
last week or so, I remembered that this anniversary date was approaching and simply took note of that fact. Then this morning, as I was getting ready to take a beautiful walk in the sunshine and gaze at colorful autumn leaves, I realized today's the day. It's not the exact calendar date, but it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So as I went ahead and began my walk, I took a few minutes to pause the podcast I was listening to and I looked up at the sunlight streaming through the yellow leaves on the trees and I asked myself, what do you need today? This is a really powerful question I ask myself often and I encourage you to use this as well. What do you need today? After some thought, I decided that first of all, the choice to go on that walk was perfect. A time to be quiet and out in nature and to reflect. I thought about what I went through eight years ago and felt proud of how far I've come. I still struggle for sure, but so many things have changed for the better. And most significantly, I think, is the fact that I just wrote and released my very first book. I also have a podcast and I have the Redefined Group Coaching Program, all specifically targeted to help women who are overcomers of narcissistic abuse. In these past eight years, as I continue to heal myself, I've been able to develop so much content and programming to help other women using the same art and writing techniques that have been so life-changing for me. It was so important for me to take this time on this walk um, this morning to reflect on these accomplishments. The next, I thought about how I wanted to spend the rest of my day. So fortunately, it is a weekend day where I don't have any other commitments, no work or parenting tasks required today. In contrast, last month was the anniversary of my mother's death, and I thought ahead for that, and I chose to take that day off because it fell on a Wednesday. I took that day off work. And with that anniversary date as well, I was noticing, like I said, noticing the date approaching, asking myself what I needed and trying to plan for that. And on that day, I'd also chosen to take a walk, and then I spent some time just doing some other things I enjoyed, things that make me happy. Today, I had already planned to attend church as I usually do, and so I did that, and it was great to worship together with my church family and to hug friends, and I didn't tell anyone that it was the anniversary date, and I didn't really feel I needed to. You know, sometimes I might, but today I didn't. It was just enough to be with supportive people today, and like I said, other times, you know, that may have been different. I may have needed to just mention it to someone for them to be aware and hold that space for me. So then I came home and I ate lunch. I watched a silly Netflix show while I ate and I thought about creating some art. That was also something I'd sort of thought ahead that maybe on this day I'd want to do that. But again, I was asking myself, is that what I want to do today? Is it what I need? So I assessed how I was feeling um, and I felt I I did want to make something. And I thought about um, then, would it feel best for me to go to my studio and work on something big and messy or to stay home and do something a little more tame? And before I create any artwork, I always assess what feels right today. Sometimes it takes a couple of tries to really settle down into what I actually um, need that day, but it's always worth it to follow my gut with this, asking what I need, what type of art, what feels good. I was feeling um, pretty fatigued at this point, actually not sure if it was the lack of sleep from earlier in the week catching up with me or more of a sort of anniversary reaction. But either way, I decided that staying home just felt good. It was cozy on my couch um, and I thought about creating a drawing um, to express my thoughts and emotions. Then um, 
as I was, you know, just thinking like what would be the best way to express myself to sort of um, like what kind of feelings did I either need to let out or hold on to today? Then I thought about that walk I had taken this morning and how beautiful it was and how good I had felt when I was reflecting on my accomplishments and specifically how timely it was that my book, The Uncommon Guide to Healing from Narcissistic Abuse, just released on Friday, you know, just in time for this often difficult anniversary weekend. And I remembered um, a photo that I took this morning on my walk of some yellowish leaves in the sunlight, just as I was like approaching the end of the walk. I usually take lots of pictures on my walks like this. Um, And this morning I only, I think I only took one, maybe two, um, but that one was at the very end of the walk. And so that's what it was. As I just let my mind wander and think about how I felt, what felt good, I thought that was it. I wanted to draw those leaves from the photograph I'd taken. Now, I have to say, this is kind of rare for me. It's not often that I feel in my gut that I want to draw something representational. I like to just express myself with crazy abstract crayon drawings. But when I do feel like I want to do something representational, um, it's always like a strong impulse. Like, I'm sure I really want to do that. And it's also always either a flower or tree or it's a self-portrait. It's like faces and plants. I don't really have a desire to draw anything else representational. So I was sure when I had this impulse that that was right. That's what I wanted to do. So I sat down with a pencil and a sketchbook and my phone with the photo of the tree leaves open on the screen. And now trees are very complex to draw, so I definitely took some artistic license here, if you will. It would have been impossible to capture all the details in the photo. So rather, I focused on capturing the general feel of the leaves. I wanted to make sure I spent time looking at and dwelling on the aspects of the photo that made me happy. So I dwelled on what I wanted to and highlighted that and sort of edited out other things that were more complex. Um, I started with a bit of a sketch of the tree trunk and then mostly worked on adding those beautiful yellow leaves. Then I filled in some other branches later and then I used crayons to lightly color in the leaves, tree trunk, and background. I wanted this to still look and feel like a pencil drawing, but did think it important to capture some of that yellow again, a little bit of color. Not realistically trying to make my pencil and crayon drawing look like the photo exactly, but just trying to capture some of that feel of it. And I find that especially when we do representational artwork, it can be our tendency to want to make everything perfect, but I encourage you to let loose and give yourself the freedom to change, edit, and adapt things however you want, even when working representationally. So a little while after I completed the drawing, I sat down with a journal to do some responsive free association writing. And this is always meant to be a conversation between myself and my artwork, but really a conversation between my conscious thoughts and feelings and my subconscious thoughts and feelings, the different parts that make up myself. So sometimes I find that these voices go back and forth quite a bit in my writing and can even kind of blend together some, like I can tell what it is, but when I relay it to you, it's not very clear always. But in today's writing, um, they are two very distinct voices. And I was conscious about that going back and forth. And I started out writing from the drawings perspective, seeking to get in touch with what my subconscious inner voice may be trying to tell me through the artwork. Um, So as always, I just let my mind go and wrote whatever came up for me, but I was aware this was like the artwork speaking first. And so I started writing. I put, I feel free and colorful 
and beautifully yellow and open and alive and glowing and moving and fluttering and falling, but never down, just away. Away to lighter places and different dreams, a fairy tale land where all the trees are made of gumdrops and sweetness and no death or decay. Now, I'm going to stop here for a minute. I wrote a little bit more, but I'm going to stop here and explain what emotions came up for me as I wrote that last part about the gumdrops. I really thought it sounded stupid, very stupid, and it I thought it didn't seem to fit with how I actually want to feel. Like I was confused and thought maybe I wasn't actually focused enough on my drawing and the feelings associated with it. Like why did that stupid word come to my mind? Basically, I thought I might have gotten it wrong. But I know from experience with this process that there are no wrong answers. I trusted the process and I trusted what my brain was telling me, even though I wasn't sure why. I stopped here and I switched back to the conscious brain, if you will, and I asked a question. So I was like, oh, like those words felt weird. So I thought, well, I'll stop and ask a question for clarity. And so I wrote, but do I really want that? I don't like that image with no hard stuff present. You know, I like a balance. And so then my drawing or my subconscious mind answered again, just like whatever came to my mind in response to, but do I really want that? And what came up was, but that's the image you need to hold now, not forever, not always. See the yellow, taste the candy, earn and feel the glow. Come with me into this picture and the blue background of clear sky and imagining all that lies ahead for you in your heart. It starts there, right there, right here inside you. Taste the goodness, be free. Then I switched back to my conscious voice, if you will, and confirmed, and this was very conscious of me to write this, be me. I will float up and around and through this picture knowing I am the one in control, choosing to stay here or to go. I love it here in the trees, let's stay. So for me, this all felt like encouragement to allow myself to feel good. It's okay, it's safe to allow myself to feel the excitement and joy that comes along with successfully publishing a new book. It's safe to enjoy a walk on a beautiful fall day, even though it's a day that could be filled with grief. It's safe for me to enjoy my life now, not always looking over one shoulder, wondering what horrific trauma is about to occur next or what frustrating circumstance is going to get me off track or drag me down. I can feel good. It's okay. I absolutely hate toxic positivity, like the denial of anything bad happening. I consider myself to be a realist, not an optimist and not a pessimist, but somewhere in the middle. It's important for me to acknowledge all the good and bad and appreciate the balance between the two. So when talk of drifting off to fairy tale land of gumdrops and sweetness entered the narrative, I had felt disgusted. It felt like some warped kind of toxic positivity. It didn't even sound like my voice. But because I stuck with it and got curious about what this might mean, I learned that it was a bit of an overstatement that led me to pay attention and led me to some very real truth some truth that I needed to hear today, the exact thing I needed to hear. It was permission to feel good, celebrate my successes, and just to hang out there for a while. If you have any kind of anniversary approaching that might be hard for you, overcomer, or if the holiday season brings up a lot of difficult memories and grief, 
I encourage you to follow the basic steps I took today. I gave myself space to notice how I was thinking and feeling. I thought about what I needed today. I asked myself, what do you need? Then I did those things, making sure that part of it included intentional time to reflect. For me, that's through art and writing. You don't have to do it that way, but I do highly recommend it. And of course, on this podcast, I'm just giving you a basic overview of how I go about this work with art and writing. But if you're interested to really dive into this process yourself, I encourage you to check out my redefined monthly membership where you can access my core coaching program, The Redefined Process. And if you want to learn more about it first, please read my book, The Uncommon Guide to Healing from Narcissistic Abuse, How I Used Art to Break the Pattern and Redefine My Identity. You can find links to check out those things, as well as the link to my Instagram page to view an image of this yellow leaf drawing I did today. Um, And all of that is at the link um, in the podcast description. Now stay tuned for a message from your future self. Now, before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. The Redefined Process is an online group coaching program where I teach you the same art and writing technique that has been so life-changing in my own recovery. It's how we connect our thinking brain and our feeling brain and access the thoughts, feelings, and limiting beliefs that need to be heard. The Redefined Process is included in my monthly Redefined membership along with much more. You're also going to get access to live coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you, the option to schedule one-on-one coaching sessions with me if you need more support, and several additional courses too. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the podcast description to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. I feel today. I feel all the feelings you feel. I experience all the up and down emotions, the good times and the bad. I'm aware of all of it at once and can also sparse out the individual emotions. I have greater awareness than you do now at this moment in the middle of this feeling you're feeling. I understand where all the puzzle pieces go when you're not quite sure how to make sense of the bigger picture. I see the grief and strife that can drag you down. I see the anger and anxiety that make you feel unhinged and confused. I see the feelings you try to shove down and hide only to be revealed at inopportune times. I see the joy you feel, both when it's fleeting and when it lingers. I see the warmth in your heart and your willingness to keep fighting, to keep pursuing your future, your determination to reach me. And it all makes sense to me. It all adds up to complete the picture. What feels like a puzzle of mixed up pieces from your present view becomes a beautiful image in the not too distant future place where I sit. You're not doing anything wrong and none of your emotions are bad. Trust what you feel. Trust what you think. Keep putting the puzzle pieces together, piece by piece, even when you can't visualize the finished outcome. 
because I see it, I promise. And it's so, so good. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer. Thank you.